1: Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, November 15th, 2023. I'm one of your host Blessing Addio a Jr. joining me is the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. Good morning, Blessing, Addio Jr. Happy 10th anniversary to the PS4. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's oh, wild. Man. Ten, and it doesn't feel that long ago. Just that's Take, the crazy thing. It takes me
2: back to closing up shop at Best Buy one night when all the customers are gone and you're just restocking stuff on a Sunday night. And that was the night that it was being revealed. And then I went home and I listened to The Verge cast. Because I was really Mm. big into uh, tech at the time, obviously. And I still am. But I was listening to The Verge cast with Neelai Patel and uh, Joshua Topolsky. I don't know
1: if if The Verge cast is a good name for a podcast. (laughs)
2: I'm on The Verge.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The the Verge cast.
2: And then then that's the first time I remember um, hearing The Voice and being introduced to Justin McElroy, because he was working oh. for po- the brand new Polygon site at the time, and Justin McElroy was getting all mad at everybody on the verge and being like, "What? It's video games. Why aren't you all excited about like more video games?" And they're like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, but they're just video games that look a little bit nicer." And he's like, "Come on, y'all! Like, man, that night will constantly stay in my head." Yeah.
1: Yeah. See, for me, I think about listening to Podcast beyond because that was I. I'm pretty sure it's weird because it's hard to like track, but I'm pretty sure that was the year I started listening to Beyond because I want to say. I started listening because of Last of Us and Bioshock Infinite, and those were out the same year, which is also crazy to think about. Because, like, Last of Us 1 feels like it came out forever ago, but the PS4 feels like it came out yesterday to me, but they came out the same year. Um, But yeah, like, I remember listening to, to like, getting started listening to that and then getting hooked, especially around the time the hardware was coming out and being like, yo, I need every single update. It was that. It was also GTA 5. Mm. Like, 2013 was a wild year because beat for beat, it was like the most exciting game, and then, like, or most, most exciting games, and then, the brand new consoles and it was also it was a great year it was also the xbox one and like the slip-ups they made at that e3 and like the whole battle of oh man the ps4 is about to dominate this thing because of all the drm shit for xbox The shoe handshake yeah the shoe handshake God, oh, yeah. it was ever everybody being that. like oh xbox is done we're never gonna see them again yeah. and then they bought they bought activision
2: yeah, yeah. they're doing they're doing okay over there Console full circle um last night bless i i had one of those Am I just going to lay in this bed and play some Steam Deck for an hour and a half or so? Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what happened. Because I finally downloaded. It's very, very tough for my phone to understand what I was saying. Because I would talk to it. And I would say, how long is Chance of Sinar?" Mm. And it would think I was saying like Chance. Like is it Chance like Chance the Rapper? The Rapper? Yeah. Uh, and it never, ever gave me a good result. Um, but I finally downloaded and bought Chance of Senar. C H A N T S. S E. N-A-A-R. What's funny is
3: that oh, I, you do say I, d- <laughs> it sounds like you're saying chance though.
1: Yeah, but, the, was but was how, how, how else would you pronounce it? Yeah. What's funny is that you were spelling chance. I thought you were trying to spell Sanar, and I was like, so <laughs> no, fun. you're not close, Andy. You're <laughs> I was not close. Like, you're way off.
2: <laughs> yeah, because I, I mean, uh, Barrett, I tried. I was going like, how long is. Chantuses. Like, on my fifth or sixth attempt, it was just never working out. Because I was out.
3: looking up a trailer for it to pull up, uh, which I'm about to do right now. And uh, I, I looked it up and spelled it as chances, Chance the Rapper. I, mm. I should
2: have maybe just said Chant of Sinar, and maybe that would have popped uh, up. Yeah, uh, but it is, I immediately, I was like so close to immediately texting you, but I know that like you knock out a little bit earlier than I did, so I didn't mm. want to wake you up. But it is a puzzle game. Where you're just a dude in a robe, and I've seen like I've, I've seen Lucy James tweet about this. She's like, "Man, this dude in the robe is cool," hmm. and I've heard the besties podcast talk about this as well. Uh, as well, and you're essentially just you're trying to uh, figure out what's happening in this world while trying to learn people's language, the the language mm. of this world. So you might have
1: it's like you, tunic meets journey.
2: You'll see, but like the whole point of it is the language, and you'll see some guy be like he'll point at you and then he'll like make this thing and Mm. then he'll walk and then it'll pop up and you're like, well, maybe that means follow. And maybe that means Mm. you. And then you'll see another kid who says like, um, you found me. And it's like, oh, now you was popping up because I inserted that into what I believe is in the, like I open up my little dictionary and my little glossary that I'm now kind of filling up and assuming, well, maybe this word means door. Maybe this word means unlock. And it is, Immediately, kind of mesmerizing. You get kind of just sucked in immediately. This so. was
1: nominated for a game award, right? Is this is like best games debut, for games for impact. impact. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah, I've like I've heard people talk about it. I think I want to say I heard Lucy James talk about it. Um, and I've had a couple of people say that like this is my kind of game. And you came in and you like beeline from my desk, and you're like, "Yo, this game changed the scenario." And so now I'm like, "Fuck, all right, there's another one I got to put on on the list to try." Cause I similar to you last night, I was in bed with my PlayStation Portal, mm. and I was like all right like i think i'm gonna keep playing more sea of stars because i'm really enjoying sea of stars but like <laughs> over the weekend i had a moment where i forgot my ps5 existed because i was playing so much playstation portal and there came a moment where i was like okay i need to charge this thing let me charge it by over over here where it's not really convenient to hold it um yes so, i can't play the game <laughs> yeah that's exactly what happened I was, I was charging it and i was like damn i really want to play sea of stars but my playstation portal's charging like i guess i'm just gonna do, do, do something else and i was like it hit me like 30 minutes later i'm like yo i can just play on my ps5 like my ps5 sitting right there mm-hmm. i had a similar moment it was a similar like you know dumb brain moment for me last night where i start remote playing my playstation at home and i'm wanting to continue my save from cf stars but then i realized that where i left off of cf stars when i was playing at work um i didn't leave off on a save point like i basically got to a moment after a big sequence and we had to come record a show and so i put in a rest mode and i was like I'll come back and play it and get to the save point. I never did that. And so when I booted up remote play at home and I was remote playing my home PS5, I was like, oh no, this is way before what I wanted. And so I guess I'll just play when I get into work tomorrow. And I put away my PlayStation portal. I started to fall asleep. And I was like, as I was falling asleep, I was like, I, I could have just remote played my PS5 at work. <laughs> like that is the whole point of remote play <laughs> yeah, yeah, is yeah. that it doesn't fucking matter which PS5 yeah. I'm, re- I'm remote playing. But yeah, dude, like there's something different about just having a handheld thing. And being able to play like a small indie game on it, and it just hits different.
2: The the Steam Deck totally reawakened my love for for handheld gaming, mostly yeah. because I just I've never liked the positioning, and you try to get comfortable in bed. I just was never a big fan of it. But having these small little, uh, these small little experiences, these bite sized experiences you can have right before bed. Here's an hour and a half, you know, maybe not stimulate the brain too much. Yeah. I'm not trying to play and Sekiro something, or something like, like that. Like playing
1: something while horizontal just hits different. Yeah, When sure I'm like does. laying in the couch on the living room and I'm just like this, this is different, it sure does. It just yeah. feels great. I'm
2: so close to like, I want to buy a really damn good gaming laptop and have it in bed with, Uh, I want to get one of those um little cushions that you put over yourself so you can kind of have your rest your keyboard and mouse. Because mm. I want to just play Baldur's Gate at night and just mm. lose myself and suddenly look at the clock and it's 3.30 in the morning. But I want that experience as opposed to like you know i'm always sitting at my desk or standing at my desk at home because i uplifted my life but um i really want that sort of in bed laptop experience
1: let's also uplift today's news because today's stories include last wish hbo Last of, us. Last of Us HBO <laughs> might have found its Abby. Super Mario RPG reviews are in and more because this is Kinda Funny Games Daily. Each and every week at 10 a.m. live right here on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames and twitch.tv slash games, We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash games or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily remember you can use that for creator code kind of funny on all epic store and epic in-game purchases like rocket league and fortnite to help support the channel to be a part of the show head to kindofunny.com slash kfgd to write in with your questions squad ups and more and remember patreon.com slash kindofunny will get you the show ad free plus a bevy of bonus content housekeeping for you a new kind of funny podcast is up right now and it's a next gen podcast takeover uh me Roger and Barrett are hosting the show and we asked you guys to send in voicemails with your dumb stories. Let me tell you, this is a top tier episode of the Kind of Funny Podcast. I never thought I would be able to do it. You know? Like I'm on the I'm on the KF podcast rarely. Right. I feel like when I make my appearances, usually it's a it's a, like, usually it's a skeleton crew in here. Usually it's like, oh snap. All right, kinda funny podcast. It's me, Greg, and Tim, and we're just kicking it and you know having a good time. Right. This is one where where, you know, I think Roger, Roger did the damn thing. Because he came to us, he was like, guys. I got an idea. I want to do a voicemails episode. I want to, like, get people to call in and, you know, react to what they have to say. And I was like, all right, cool. That sounds fun. Barrow's like, you sound dumb as hell, Roger. It's never going to work. He didn't say it like that. I didn't but, say it like that.
3: <laughs> but, I just uh, thought it in my head.
1: He thought it in his head. Um, but, like, this episode is, I think, for me, my favorite episode of the quote-unquote kind of funny Next Gen podcast, but I also think a top-tier episode of the kind of funny podcast. It's a really fun time. Uh, and then also you can still get nerf alice's iconic shirtless spider-man uh, as the premium collector's item this month that's the shirtless spider-man t-shirt uh, you can get yours at patreon.com slash kind of funny thank you to our patreon producers jackson hampton and delaney twining today we're brought to you by BetterHelp, but we'll tell you about that later for now let's begin with what is and forever will be Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have seven stories today.
3: A Baker's Dozen.
1: Starting with our number one, The Last of Us Season 2 has a new top Abby actress contender, says a report. I'm pulling from Paul Tassie at Forbes. Now that both the writers and actors strikes are over everything can get back to production and that includes the last of season 2 which will start up in January 2024 before a release much further down the road. The central question about season 2 has always been who will play Abby the season's co-lead given the events of the second game opposite Bella Ramsey. Now a new report from Jeff Snyder routine industry insider says an actress is poised to win the role of Abby that is would be Caitlin Dever, or Dever. I'm actually not sure how to say her last name, but Caitlin Dever. Uh, oh, I forget what the movie was that I've seen her in. I think it might have been Booksmart. Uh, a development I would find sort of, sort of wild. This is back to Paul Tassie at Forbes. Given that all the available actresses, uh, she seemed like the most dead ringer for game Ellie. Uh, yes, Booksmart, you're correct. Booksmart, hell yeah. Uh, and she even did a table read for the role. Uh, Snyder says she attracted fresh attention after her recent alien horror film, No One Will Save You. So what is the argument for Deborah's casting outside of this report? And then he bullet points it. Uh, She has a similar complexion to Abby. Uh, She is one of the few dozen people co-showrunner Craig Mazin follows on Instagram. Uh, She would already be familiar of those working on the show if, uh, or familiar with those working on the show if she's already read for uh, Ellie. She's 26 but looks younger and Abby is supposed to be in her early 20s. And then while she does not have Abby's size, uh, she and everyone is bigger than Bella (laughs) Ramsey who is a tiny person. Which sounds like a (laughs) roast (laughs) of Bella Ramsey. But... I don't know, like, Andy, I don't know how familiar you are with um, uh, Caitlyn Dever, but is this something that, is this one that you saw yesterday, is this one that caught your attention?
2: Um, I'd seen a lot of other reports, like, maybe around last year where other actresses were being named and kind of rumored to have either auditioned or, as what we're seeing here from Paul Tassi's report, Instagram kind of tells all. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of moments where people would say, oh, Druckman just followed this person, Oh, uh, um, Craig Mazin just followed this person on Instagram. So there was a lot of like people kind of uh, stirring up rumors. Yeah, I'm not familiar with this person's work, but I am completely, uh, I completely believe in Mazin and Druckmann's ability to cast people for these roles. They know what they're doing, they know who's going to best portray these characters that mm-hmm. they love and will be writing for. So, um, yeah, if you, I mean, you said you saw her on Booksmart. I know about this. This alien movie looked a bit too scary for me. I've seen it kind of on TikTok, people talking about that, no one will save you alien movie. Mm -hmm. Alien movie is just a little too much for me. I feel like I can't do
1: that. I mean, Joey Noel, when this news dropped, she dropped in KFGD, our Slack channel, and then she said, she's so good in Dope Sick and Unbelievable, this would be great. She's a movie um, bro, yeah. Yeah, and like, and Joey's a movie bro, and like, you know, I really liked her in Booksmart, and I really liked the movie Booksmart. It's a fantastic movie, Um, but I'm down for this. It is kind of uncanny when you look at her, because she does look so much like the video game version of Ellie, in a way where I'm like, oh man, I she I, I, I would have loved to have be in, been in those rooms when they were deciding, like, okay, well, Bella Ramsey is great, but also Caitlin is, like, it is striking how much she looks like Ellie.
3: Yeah, it might have been, like, uh, I I do wonder if when she was doing those reads of just, like, what she was bringing to Ellie didn't quite fit for Ellie, uh, Mm -hmm. and then they kept her in mind, because that's just how it shakes out sometimes, you know?
1: Yeah, and also, like, I think there's something to be said about the star power of The Last of Us and how, like, I do think when you have the stars um, being Bella Ramsey and Pedro Pedro Pascal, like, there is, like, a level of, Oh damn! But like you know, this is a duel right here. When you're thinking of star power, and for Abby, right, I was expecting somebody else who has that similar level of okay. You know them from X, Y, and Z thing, and I think Caitlyn brings that to the table. Um, and also, like I'm excited to see her in this kind of role because again, for me being somebody who's only seen her in Booksmart, like she kind of she brings more of a like not a, she doesn't bring an Abby energy to that role. It is more of like a, a little bit of a goofy, like laid back kind of thing, right? Like she's a bit understated, but here. As Abby, you kind of have to be a bit more ruthless and aggressive. That's awesome and
2: exciting because w- they must have seen something in that audition where she has to maybe conjure up this intensity yeah. and this like kind of anger in certain scenes while also kind of having to be this leader in other scenes. Um, I don't know. That's pretty exciting. I, I mean, fact. we got to bring in the Chris Hemsworth, the mm. nutritionist, and mm-hmm. just get this lady jacked up.
3: Yeah. Uh, fun fact: uh, Someone reminded me in chat because I did remember that uh, I remembered this from a f- few years ago. Uh, she is a certain character in Uncharted Four: A Thief's End. You can take really? S- she, yep. Huh? Yep. Interesting. Huh. You can take a second to think about it; it's very obvious. That's too, wild. But,
1: yeah. yeah. I didn't. I never would have put that together.
2: And, and for people saying in chat that she's not much taller at all than Bella, look—you could put you could put lifts on people. How do you think Tom Cruise and Robert Downey Jr. have been dominating the industry? Oh my God.
3: Why do you think Greg Tower's are over the rest of us, you know? Yeah, exactly. Why do you
2: think nobody
1: has noticed that Kendrick Lamar is 5'5"? Five, five? Yeah. You know what I mean? The larger than king, life. Larger than life. Um, but yeah, this is exciting. I'm excited to see what season two has to offer. And yeah, I'm excited to see what it takes. Like, I, that was my thing. When they first, shown, when they first announced Bella Ramsey, like, Bella Ramsey wasn't somebody in my mind where I'm like, oh, that's Ellie right there. But then she played an excellent Ellie. Yeah. And so, I will see what Caitlyn brings to the table for now. Moving on to story number two, we got a Super Mario RPG review roundup. Uh, right now on Metacritic, it is sitting at an 83. On Open Critic, it is sitting at an 85. Tom Marks at IGN gave it an 8 out of 10 and says, Super Mario RPG is considered a classic for a reason, and this wonderfully faithful remake makes it easy for anyone who missed it in the SNES era to see why. It's unabashedly odd, reveling in the unexpected, with writing that constantly had me bursting out laughing at jokes I had heard a do- dozen times before. It's turn-based combat is fairly simple outside of its very clever boss fights, but it's also ultra satisfying to keep your timing string going, even when you're plowing through pushovers. And while the updated graphics are equal parts pretty and sort of unambitious uh, when it comes to uh, interpreting the original style, with some unfortunate menu lag, uh, the new takes on excellent music are truly exceptional. Super Mario RPG already held up pretty well, if you didn't mind a bit of dust on its different systems, but now there's no excuse not to see why Mario's most unexpected adventure is still so beloved. Kyle Hilliard at Game Informer gave it an 8.8 out of 10 and says much of what has changed about Super Mario RPG uh, for the remake beyond the visuals is behind the scenes. The pace is uh, brisker, and my hour count, even after beating the the big optional boss, came in lower than the average playtime of the original. The game has been tweaked only slightly to add some new mechanics and make the adventure even more welcoming than it already was. The result is an experience that only shows its age slightly and rewards longtime fans and newcomers alike. And then Christian Donlin at Eurogamer gave it a four out of five and says, the game uh, that kicked off Mario's RPG adventures retains its charm in this cheerful remake. You're going to get to this? I want to. Uh, Tim's been hyping it up in the office. Like he did his preview earlier. And, um, like, even before that, like, I was sitting at my desk and he came over and he showed me how it looked on the Switch. And it, like, the art style of it, while when he was showing it to me, looked better than what I had seen in the trailers.
2: Now, the OLED, granted. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That's the thing. It's it's the Switch OLED. But I think even with that, I saw the original trailers and I was like, okay, well, this looks very polished. This looks how, you know, how it feels like Nintendo has a design bible for what Mario needs to be. Mm -hmm. It is round family friendly inviting inviting like mario kind of has had this polished look for what feels like decades i thought that that was going to get in the way of the charm and like the art style of what i want out of an rpg right like if you want to do that for a sports game cool if you want to do that for like new super mario brothers all right cool but like I don't know if I want to play a full-on RPG with that kind of polished art style. When Tim showed me the game on his screen, on his, on his OLED screen on Switch, I was like, yo, this actually looks really gorgeous. Like, I actually really like um, how they're interpreting a lot of the Mario art, art style here, and it makes me want to try this out. I think eventually I'm going to get to it. The tough thing is we're, we're entering into a new season, you know, like, <laughs> we, it's on the
2: horizon. <laughs> it's on the horizon. The farmers are out there with their crops, and they're like, "Oh, you know, the, the
3: you could feel it in the air right the, now." The smell think. in the air is slightly changing.
1: The smell in the air is slightly changing. The groundhog has come out, mm-hmm. and we're entering into JRPG season. And so the gaming groundhog, the gaming groundhog. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I like that. The GG he comes
2: out with just like a little bag of Cheetos. Next <laughs> the to him. G- yeah. The GG comes out with some Doritos and <laughs> Mountain Dew. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, but we're entering into a JRPG season. Right. And like, I'm kind of kickstarting this for myself because I've been playing uh, sea of stars. And I really want to keep playing sea of stars, but you know, I'm playing that right now. Mario RPG is about to come out. Uh, Yaku- Yakuza, um, the main who erases name is out and I'm not going to play that, but I know many Yakuza Yakuza fans are, but then as we get into the new year, Dude, we're talking about Persona um, Three Reload. We're talking about Final Fantasy Seven Rebirth, right? Like we're entering into an era where it is turn-based RPG, turn-based RPG, JRPG. Persona and, Five and, Tactica.
3: Uh, yeah, uh, Tactica just came out. The other Yakuza game, yeah, uh, Infinite, Infinite Wealth. Wealth, is coming out like a week before Persona Three Reload. Ari Fantasio uh, later in the year, also. Yeah, from the Atlas Star Ocean
1: 80. R just came out as well too. And like the tough thing, the tough thing about JRPG season compared to Regular review season is that these games are long. They
2: take longer because you have to wait to do stuff.
1: Yeah, like you know, you gotta press a button. It's like, okay, well, I wanna hit them so let me open up a menu. That was another oh, menu. Yeah. Usually they're long real uh, quick Let me, first
3: quick. Story,
2: let, me yeah. just, let me. I mean, yeah, but bear, think about the amount of time you gotta wait to hit oh, that but, attack. Oh, man. but think about you gotta the, the apply amount of that, that you band Do you like Sea of Stars? You gotta you gotta apply that fucking splint around your ankle. the, amount of time the whole took to mess. Like beat that boss. are you playing? Where you're applying a
1: splint? You're describing Metal
3: Solid Three.
2: I did also. Want to mention um, that we got i got tagged in a tweet with Tim the other day um, talking about remember how we were wondering who the hell is making this video game? Mm-hmm. It is Studio Arte Piazza, Arte Piazza, and they also worked on a lot of Dragon Age or, or Dragon Quest games on Nintendo handhelds, specifically four through six on DS and seven on 3DS. Um, because we were always wondering so, who the hell square, is working is on it. Is
1: that this? a Square Enix team?
2: Uh, no, they if are they not. Worked,
1: if they made Dragon, or I guess they just worked on it, they're just
2: like, like a third party studio. I, I'm assuming. I thought, no. you know, we were wondering, so not like, Grezzo. It, we were wondering, no, it is not Grezzo, no, yeah, art, but but Z's in the
1: name, art Piazza, yeah, they Piazza. worked on a lot of Dragon Quest. I'm, I'm on their Wikipedia right now, I'm trying to see. The and work-
2: they're number the you know, the number one kind of, uh, oh, yeah,
1: it's on their Wikipedia, Sumar RPG.
2: The thing everybody was coming away with was like, oh, no wonder the game's good because they've shown in the past. You know, that they are always a studio who's going to make quality RPGs. Yeah, they
1: worked on Romancing Saga 3 and 2. Mm. Probably one. Actually, I don't see one on here.
2: That sounds like a book that you buy at CVS that's next to Sparkling Waters.
1: They're, they worked... In 2006, they worked on Innocent Life, a Futuristic Harvest Moon. Whenever, whenever like, I bring back the You're Wrong game for, like, our trivia stuff, where I had to make up, like, random games... Um, and you, you guys have to guess which ones are real or not. I'm gonna have a fucking blast.
2: I hope I remember this one. Because, like,
1: Innocent <laughs> Life, a futuristic harvest moon, like, y'all will have no fucking no shot. idea. No shot. Dragon Quest V, Arrow of Laputa. They worked on a game called Rikishi, which is a wrestler. <laughs> <The> wrestler.
2: <laughs> he would always sit on people's faces. Yeah, that was a, yeah, Rikishi
1: was a wild wrestler. Yeah, yeah. That him and, um, it was Tajiri the one who would, like, spit, um, like, yeah. This poison in your face or whatever. Yeah,
2: you'd go blind. You would go crazy. Bring back you'd the start, attitude. You start to hallucinate. God, are you gonna play this Mario RPG? No, no, not enough time. He also
3: hates turn-based.
2: Not enough time. You gotta wait. You but gotta, like, you
3: don't
1: hate? Do you hate all turn-based? Like, is
3: there a turn-based game no, that you love?
2: No, no, I don't hate all turn-based. But
1: what's your favorite turn-based game? Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. you hate turn-based. So okay.
2: <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's probably that. Um, I mean. I know Baldur's Gate isn't the traditional turn-based type that's game. Tur- it's but not that, just that, two turn-based. It's not just two people standing there, you
1: know this what com- I mean? This comes
3: back to, you like... You have to wait your turn to make an action.
1: This comes back to my pitch for the Game Awards, where, you know, best action, best action adventure, just combine them into one thing, and then take best RPG and turn it into best turn-based RPG and best action RPG. Because I feel like on the turn-based side, like, it's not even just your RPG. I think a... Baldur's Gate and a Sea of Stars are more similar to than a Sea of Stars and Eliza P. Still like different genres. Eliza P. Still so good, huh? Eliza P. is fucking excellent. What a good yeah, game. God, I hope it wins. <laughs> I've been
2: uh, I've been having a good time gathering a bunch of assets for our Goaty Graphics whenever we do our our Game of the Year podcast, which will be next year. Mm-hmm. But I've just been like gathering all the stuff for the back walls and like things are starting to look really sick oh, so far. Go. I'm very excited.
1: I hope Eliza P. makes it because that's gonna look real good on the oh yeah on the back wall. Oh yeah on the front wall uh moving on to story number three i want to do a a little bit of a live reaction oh because a new trailer dropped uh, yesterday that i've still not watched yet um that roger was hyping me up on and i was like okay let me get around to it i never got around to it until now um pokemon concierge gets a December premiere date. Uh, I got a quick thing from Adam Bankhurst at IGN where he writes, Pokemon Concierge, Netflix's upcoming stop motion series that takes place at a tropical resort built for Pokemon to relax and have fun will premiere on December 28th, 2023. Netflix released a new trailer alongside the premiere date and it is an adorable look at the series that is giving us vibes of a more wholesome white lotus. Uh, Barrett, if you can bring Hmm. up the trailer.
0: My name is Haru.
1: They got a cool stop motion animation we'll
0: style. Uh-oh. Our job can't is to take anymore. care of these Pokemon and ensure they enjoy the resort. In Swedish other squad. words, you'll be the Pokemon concierge. The Pokemon resort? I can't believe I'm actually here. Ah!
1: This is fun. Wait, Karen, Karen, Karen? Yeah. yeah, totally Holy boys.
0: I have felt... Oh, relax.
1: From Calissa protocol.
0: I want you to make the Pokemon feel the exact same way that you do. Bye, <laughs> huh? The Pokemon don't exactly tell you what makes them happy. And I have no idea what I'm supposed to be doing. Oh, it's that
1: lantern Pokemon. It's like a wholesome robot well, chicken. Well, most
0: humans won't say it to your face either. They say things like. Just because claymation.
2: Just because it's not moving. All, all claymation mm-hmm.
1: is robot chicken to me.
2: I don't know if I default to the Playmation, even though it's not playing. Right? Ah! Damn, this look at
0: that This is Mudkit, and the yellow one is Pikachu. Piquet- no, I mean, it's Psyduck.
2: This, this is cute. Oh man, what a cutie. She's on a um,
1: Dragonite.
0: Got Psyduck going down a hill.
1: <laughs> Describe him for the audio listeners. Yeah. Is yeah, this sure. all Gen 1 and
2: Gen 2 Pokemon? Fun day at work. No, I saw that Lantern Freak. Uh, Those little monkeys too. To it
1: seems the like Pokemon they're doing a lot resource. of Gen 1 stuff, which I'm down for. I wonder which Pokemon <laughs> we'll meet today. I, I feel like Psyduck might low-key be an underrated Pokemon.
3: Psyduck is cute as hell. Chastity has been saying it for years, man.
1: You mean
2: one to take the, like, one that needs more of the spotlight sort of thing? Yeah, because I
1: get that Psyduck's not Pikachu or Eevee. Ah, Psyduck might be getting close to up there with Eevee. I feel like Psyduck is cute as fuck. Here's
2: the thing. Psyduck has to have felt very, very uh, kind of offended by Pokemon trying to shove Togepi down our throats. Back in the day mm. when Togepi was coming on, they're like, hey, this is the next cute one that you're going to, everybody's going to fall in love with. And Psyduck's like, homie, like, I was like, promised right stuff for
3: season yeah. t- Like, what the
1: hell, you know? Because what? Well, Misty owned Psyduck, right?
3: Uh, maybe.
1: Right? Am I, am I crazy? Or was it like Team Rocket?
3: <laughs> no, it's Psyduck it was Misty's Pokemon. Was it Misty? And like, Misty, also Togepi. Was, yeah, Misty uh,
1: also. So yeah, I could see the scenario as Psyduck where it's like when you, when um like your parents have a new baby. And you're like, oh, I don't have any, like the attention is not on me anymore. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Like, I'm still here. Yeah. I still have needs. I can see Psyduck being in that scenario. Except Psyduck, there's not a thing going on behind those eyes.
2: Oh, not at all. There's not
1: a thought going on.
2: Psyduck was promised to get playing time next year. And then they drafted a new quarterback that is Togepi. And Psyduck's like, all right, well, I'm going to request a trade. Like, I don't, I'm going to take me to Digimon. Um, what happened to that one 3D animation movie where they remade the, the Mewtwo story?
1: Oh, that came out. Yeah, but like... I, was, did people like, it?
2: More? like I wanted more. Because I loved that art style. That art this style was, was during really the pandemic dead. It uh, kind of blew me away in terms of like reimagining what this Pokemon world looks like in a 3D art style. I know it wasn't a lot of people's jams, but I freaking loved it. And mm-hmm. I had a great time watching that movie, mainly for the visuals. And then I was just... I thought we were going to get more from that studio, more from uh bad distribution and it just kind of went away and that's that bummed me out i, I will say look at this because yeah like, this art style is incredible out? Yeah, yeah, yeah it came out like
1: two
3: years two, ago three
2: years ago yeah yeah, yeah it it's
3: been out for a while it was it was
2: fine but it was mostly like i just wanted to see it because of how awesome yeah, the all this pokemon looked
3: thin. yeah it, it reminds me of um all of the, <laughs> too, the so third cool. uh, movie that came out a few oh years ago. yeah remember, uh, remember that one absolutely god was so beautiful
1: uh there was a tweet i want to say it was from yeah it's from jess howard i think it was from jess howard if not jess howard now you're the one that made this tweet okay somebody on twitter was like you know if hey if we're doing all this ip stuff anyway like we're in this era where everything has to be ip anyway then yeah like let's have fun with it let's get weird with it you know let's do some weird shit i think yeah like this pokemon uh, concierge series on netflix is not what I would have expected out of a big IP like Pokemon where you already have an anime, you already have like, yeah, the new two art style, and like detective Pikachu and all this other stuff you're doing. It feels like they just keep adding in new ideas and new styles of animation. And I love it. Like this is, the, I think it's at, so
2: cool. It's the mystery dungeon of T of Pokemon TV shows.
1: Yeah. Where it's like, <laughs> how did we get here? <laughs> yeah. Why are we in this
2: genre? Why okay. are you playing Pinball right I'm now. I'm down.
1: Yeah.
0: You
1: know? <laughs> but yeah, I'm all about it. Very cool. I'm also all about Patreon.com slash kind of funny over on Patreon.com slash kind of funny. You can go, you can get the show ad free.
4: And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. This time of year can be a lot, and it's natural to feel some sadness or anxiety about it. I can't even count the amount of nights I lose sleep because I just can't stop thinking. My brain just won't stop talking. Therapy gives you a place to do that so you can get out of your negative thought cycles and find some mental and emotional peace. And it can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. Some of my best friends use BetterHelp and love how helpful it can be for learning positive, Skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash kind today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash kind Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter.
1: we're back with story number four wonder woman job listing suggests it may be a live service game
4: stop stop, it. stop, it. stop it. this this
1: is chris Scully. stop it. at
4: video games enough <laughs> god damn it fucking learn a lesson for god's sake look around read the room nobody wants this shit it's
1: so sinister and i kind of like it <laughs> you know let the world burn yeah, make it life service and make it Battle Royale, too. This is going like to fucking 101. Jesus Christ. I don't want a battle pass! Give me a battle I don't want pass. a new fucking little skirt or something! But, like, what if you can, like, unlock different color whips, you know? Or lassos. Sorry. So it's a lasso of truth. Yeah. I mean,
2: I'll be playing it on PC. I'll get the mod that lets me you do know? that.
1: What if you can get a green lasso once you hit level 5, but once you hit level 10, red lasso.
2: What if I take the retail disc... And throw it at your fucking neck right now. You no, know you're not, like, not going to get a disc. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's going to be digital only. You're right, you, you, you're know totally right. you know this. You uh, know this. Again, this is Chris Colian at VGC. A new job listing for the upcoming Wonder Woman game suggests it may have a live service element, as spotted by WCCF Tech. The new job ad is for quote lead software engineer gameplay at Monolith Productions and makes it clear the, that the role will involve working on the Wonder Woman game. Quote. Join the Wonder Woman team and help bring an iconic DC superhero to life, the listing reads. While the job requirement lists the typical experience expected from an applicant looking to work on AAA games, one of the qualities in the nice-to-haves section refers to live services. Specifically, the listing says applicants may have the edge if they have experience helping maintain a live software product or game. Although it doesn't conclusively confirm that Wonder Woman will have a live service component, Were were it to do so, it wouldn't be a great surprise. It would also line up with the comments made last week by Warner Brothers Discovery CEO David Zaslav, who said the company was focused on turning its biggest gaming franchises into live service games.
2: David Zaslav, please take a fucking shuttle to the moon and never come back. Stop. You have never touched a controller in your goddamn life. You don't care about video games.
1: Thank What's you. going? It was Greg Miller's here. What's he go. doing? Oh, you go chewing me to leave.
0: Go! Oh God! Greg Miller's shooting away. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? You're gonna show this Wonder Woman trailer. You're gonna get us all hot and bothered. Tell us we're finally getting a DC superhero fucking video game. After they all they want to do is play fucking bad guys forever. And then you're going to put up a job posting about goddamn live service motherfucking bullshit. Did you not learn your lesson with the fucking Suicide Squad, WB? Shut the fuck up. Don't do this to yourselves. Don't do this to your fan base, all right? Suicide Squad, dead on arrival. I don't care how many fucking podcasts you do or little vlog things you do. It's over for you. It's done. This is your chance to be a reset. Experience helping maintain a live software product or game. Nice to have.
2: <laughs> like, Craig, this sounds like they're going to decide to make it a live service game maybe like two months after it comes out. Like, yeah, it'd be cool if we could make it a live. Like, read the look around. Look at what's happening to the industry. Look at all of these development studios trying to make it in this space and immediately failing, getting shut down before games even
0: come out. You better pray to God. How
2: many fucking Wonder Woman's
4: are gonna be running out there? <laughs> <laughs> the multiverse of Wonder
0: Woman? You better pray to God, Monolith, audience, anyone who's ever been touched by DC Comics, that this, you know, maintain a live service product or game is just patches, just patches for things we've broken this thing didn't work right we need to patch it we need to put it out there because if you're if there's a fucking battle pass for this for Wonder Woman
2: Greg Miller exits the building everybody
3: (laughs) Uh, while this is going on they yes they did uh, premiere more uh, Suicide Squad gameplay that's um, yeah oh that's uh, the homie yeah Green Lantern (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I Was really hoping to yeah. see John... how long it was gonna take for you to say something.
1: I was, I was honestly, I was gonna try to say his actual like name, but I was like, I don't know any of the Green
3: Lantern names. There's like, t- there's like 15 of those motherfuckers. I know there's, yeah. Yeah. John, there's
1: John Stewart because you know the
3: Daily Show. Yeah. Yes, I I, I believe that is John. Don Stewart. Madden. John Stewart.
1: Yeah. I was gonna say John Diggle to make fun of um. Oh, Smudge, wait, smoke Joe's. <laughs>
3: Yeah, yeah I Samoa thought... Joe's the King Shark. Oh, you're right. Yeah. He him. is
1: King Shark. I forgot yeah. about that.
3: Or we called him like right before he was allowed to talk about it or something. Um, and then they announced it. We're like, oh, that's what he was talking about.
1: Here's my thing with the with the Wonder Woman news. Because somebody was in chat be, being a troll and saying, "Blessing me, jump into conclusions, as if I wrote the article. I'm just here to relay the news. And I was going to start this saying like, hey. Hope this isn't true. Maybe this isn't true. Like, not even that this isn't true. Maybe this is them future proving for a future game. Like, I think there's a, ch- I think, you know, the job description thing is, is uh, job job posting thing is so loose because oftentimes job postings come up because somebody just left. And so like, if they just lost somebody who does have experience in live service and for WB, like their future being, hey, we want to have more live service games. Like this might not be for Wonder Woman. This might be for whatever comes after Wonder Woman and them future proving for, hey, we want to have people that are skilled in this because this is the direction our publisher is going. I think that's, I think that's very much, um, a possibility and that's probably even more likely but yeah i also wouldn't write it off that wonder woman is being eyed for what this live service thing is
2: i'd have way more faith in from your in your point of view had david zasloff not come out with that yeah. we want more games in the live service space i'd have way more faith that the wonder woman game is going to be a single player standalone campaign story game um, as opposed to a, a live action something where you're leveling up your character a whole bunch and my wonder woman uh, has this hat that i bought on the store well mine has this cool pocket watch yeah. or whatever like it if david zaslov never came out with that statement i i would believe in in the good <laughs> of of video game developers uh and video game publishers but I'm just, I just, I'm losing a lot I mean, I of hope, the, losing a lot of faith.
1: I think the reality of it is like, I think no matter what, I think the One Roman is going to have some sort of post launch microtransaction type thing. And this is me going off of Monolith's previous game because they made Shadow of War and Shadow of War came under fire for that exact thing. Um, so I wouldn't doubt in a world where, yeah, David Zoslav just came out and was like, hey, yeah, we want to do this. We want to focus more on life service stuff. I think One Roman, even if it comes out as a single player action adventure thing, you're still gonna be probably buying um, different lassos, and we know that
2: this isn't the uh, this isn't the end of this. Like, we aren't reaching the tail end of of this publisher trying to innovate in that space and or not necessarily even innovate, but trying to kind of make more titles in that space. And all it's gonna lead to is just more layoffs, mm-hmm. and that's the part that is so fucking predictable and so despicable that they're still trying to go into this space that has not had much success at all this year like a majority of the layoffs i would say are from games that were trying to get into the games as a service space where you're you're, you're buying a, a monthly thing or you're getting the battle pass or you're trying to level up and there's a new uh a new boss to take down or a new campaign or whatever and we've seen what results, we, we've seen the results of this yeah. before. We know what's going to happen. And it's going to be three months after this game, after Suicide Squad comes out, mm-hmm. you're going to hear about Oh yeah. You know, we 80 employees Rocksteady. at uh, wherever have been laid off. 90 employees here, like, mm-hmm. it's just like, it's, it's, it's not hard yeah. to, to make the right decision. We saw, I thought everything was turned around. I thought the industry was turning around when uh, Respawn decided to make Jedi Fallen Order and had massive success i thought that was the turning point Mm -hmm. i thought that was the industry real learning and saying like holy shit you can have success if you make a really sick ass single player game and then we
1: somehow reverted back to this
2: same bullshit
1: i think as we like for where we're at right now as we've gotten all these layoffs as we got a lot of games that are usually successful in the space come through and like Start to drop in those numbers as we've gotten like Destiny, right, and like Destiny Two, kind of um, under delivering for at least what their projections on it were going to be. I think we are going to see some people turn and go, oh shit, like write the ship, like we're all, we don't, we can't do because even what two days ago we had the story about Remedy and how they're working on their free to play thing. And I don't know, Remedy is a different th- different beast because they are um independent, but they're publishing that game via Epic. Like that was an example of them, and they said this in their thing hey, we looked at the landscape. We looked at what free-to-play is right now. Actually, we're not going to make this free-to-play game. We're going to work on a premium co-op title instead. That's what we're going to turn this into. Uh, the, there's been talk about like the PlayStation stuff and them like delaying half of their uh, games and service games that are slated to post their FY25. I think that is also a reaction to hey, if we're going to do this, we got to make sure we we do it right. And also, hey, let's maybe take our time with this a bit more. I think that's a good sign. I think that allows them to read the room once they put out a Hell Divers 2, once they put out a Concord or Marathon, and then go, hey, is this strategy working? No? Okay, let's go back. I think you're going to start to—I think we're already seeing failures in that realm, as, like, we've also talked about so many games shutting down between Rumbleverse. um, I know Multiverses didn't technically launch in 1.0, but Multiverse is going away and then maybe coming back um and the list of um list of knockout city the list of games that have shut down over the last couple of years i think there's been enough of those where there's going to like everybody who's making a live service thing right now is at a fork in the road of hey continue and stay the course because we're already far along and we got to keep doing this thing or ah fuck everything's tumbling down right now let's shift our plans and actually work on something that is either single player or premium or not chasing after the trends because i think chasing after the trends is where you're seeing the failure off of all these things yeah um and like when chasing when chasing the trends stops being feasible when it stops being um you know profitable you gotta find a new trend to chase or you gotta like fall back and go hey what can we make that actually works and people what can we make that people actually want and so
2: and talented devs we'll get laid off and the people making the decisions still keep raking in that dough uh, i was yeah. gonna look up because uh, you bringing up remedy also reminded me of like oh yeah crossfire x um and i'd kind of forgotten that that game got you know shut down and then i bring up the wiki and immediately i read crossfire x in the past tense by the way mm-hmm. was a first part yeah and i'm like ah yeah. shit never mind yeah that, that got you shut go. down in february of this year um one of those remedy projects that that well they made know,
1: the they made the single player i think somebody else made like the actual like multiplayer component of no game. it was
2: remedy was it
1: Remedy that yeah. made Crossfire X in total yeah. in totality? That's yeah, they insane. did
2: they were working on the single player as well, which was, I believe, just called like Crossfire or something like that. Um I'm seeing oh, I'm seeing Smilegate Entertainment. I yeah, thought Entertainment. Crossfire- it
3: was a it was a whole like partnership. Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
2: Remedy worked on the game on the game's two single player campaigns, which yeah. are also available on Crossfire HD, uh, which received generally negative reviews. Yeah, because I remember Mike critics. talking
1: about it and being like, this, yeah. this is not yeah, good. Yeah, he
2: said it stunk, yeah.
1: But, yeah, and, like, that's why I'm glad, because Remedy, you know, we look at Remedy, we're like, Alan Wake, Control, like, you know, uh, well, maybe not Quantum Break as much, but, like, we look at Remedy and we're like, this is a fucking great studio, and, like, zero L's. They have taken L's, right? I think it's those L's that allow them to go, all right, cool, let's actually, let's pace ourselves, because we have the luxury to do so, because, overall, we're independent, obviously, we have our partners that we're working with, and we have to abide by what Epic wants out of this project, but you know i think they do a good job of reassessing and trying to figure out what is actually working and what is not working so i think when they make a when they partner with that studio and make a crossfire single player that sucks they then go all right let's try to not to do that again but like, that's the
2: <laughs> one for them also like mm-hmm. that that's what i always saw these projects being as that's, that's for sure that's this the is one to make us money that's the one to bring in money to help us fund the thing that we want to make you know
1: yeah uh Moving on, we're gonna keep talking about video game numbers with story number five. Spider-Man 2 and Mario Brothers Wonder topped the US game sales in October. Uh, this is Tom Ivan at VGC. Marvel Spider-Man 2 was the best-selling game in the US in October, while PS5 was once again the leading console platform. Sony's PS5 exclusive claimed the top spot on the monthly software sales charts ahead of Nintendo's Super Mario Brothers Wonder, which was, re- which was released on the same day for Switch. According to Circana, formerly known as the MPD Group um, analyst Matt Piscatella, Spider-Man Two is the fourth best-selling game of 2023 year to date, based on its launch month dollar sales, which exceeded those of September 2018's Spider-Man by a double-digit percentage. Wowee. While Mario Brothers Wonder uh, charted at number two, this was based on the game's physical sales alone, as Nintendo doesn't provide digital sales data. Um, I got the top ten for you that I'm reading off of gamesindustry.biz. At number 10 for the month of October, you got Hogwarts Legacy somehow. (laughs) Still hanging in there. Oh wow. Yeah. At number nine. I mean you
2: gotta assume in Black Friday that's gonna keep on popping up. Oh dude, yeah.
1: I mean it's also it also just came to Switch. And Mm. like I've had friends where uh like I had a friend that was like, Oh yeah, I want to play this Hogwarts game, but I'm waiting for it to come to Switch. And I was like you sure you want to do that? Like, I don't know if the game's gonna run as well You as well. <laughs> well. Like, they're not that big of a gamer. Sure. They just have a Switch and they love Harry Potter. Yeah. Sure. And so, a lot of people are gonna pick it up for Switch. Uh, Sonic Superstars comes in at number nine. At number eight, we got NHL 24. At number seven, UFC 5. At number six, we got Mortal Kombat One. At number five, EA Sports FC Twenty Four. Above that, we got Madden NFL Twenty Four. At number three, and this is the US charts. At number three, we had Assassin's Creed Mirage. Oh, good for good, Assassin's good Creed for Mirage. That's shocking. Yeah. yeah. At number two, Mario Brothers Wonder, and that's just physical. And then at number one, we got Marvel's Spider-Man Two. Cool. A lot of money being made out there. Now I wanna. I'm clicking into the top ten because, like, I remember when I when I pulled this, there was like one that was like number like twenty or so that surprised me. Yeah, Lords of the Fallen was number twenty, hmm. and Lords of the Fallen came out.
3: last sales uh, not included for Lords of the Fallen.
1: Oh, uh, well. okay, okay, that's a good call out.
3: Like, it has that asterisk right there because I was gonna I mean, say Lords kind of the Fallen
1: came out like earlier in October, mm. and so also I thought it would have been higher given that. But yeah, not digital sales. Damn, Elden Ring at fifteen.
3: Good for Elden Ring. Wow, we. Metal Gear Solid Master Collection Volume One, number twelve.
1: Forza Motorsport number 17. And that's his debut on the top charts. But Jedi Survivor is still still hanging in there. You know, Starfield.
2: I gotta assume Jedi Survivor's gonna get another big similar to Hogwarts Legacy, this big sort of yeah. holiday push as well.
1: Yep. Minecraft. <laughs> if you had asked me, I would have thought I would have told you Minecraft was free. a
2: <laughs> <laughs> good call. Yeah, it's <laughs> not a bad call.
1: Minecraft being on the top twenty is insane. We still buy in Minecraft like I think, that.
2: I think we bought Good several copies when we were doing our trying to do our Minecraft streams. I'm pretty sure I've accidentally bought two Minecraft days. sometimes. <laughs>
1: like I definitely own Minecraft on an iPad or something like a decade ago. Sure, yeah, yeah.
2: You cross a toll road and you accidentally paid for Minecraft as well.
1: Yeah. Uh, moving on. Story number six. Barrett, it's gonna be okay. That's what I'm gonna start off with. It's gonna be okay, Barrett. Persona. And Yakuza could be adapted into movies, Sega says. This is Ryan Dinsdale at IGN. Film adaptations of Sega franchises like Persona and Yakuza Like a Dragon, Yakuza slash Like a Dragon, I should say, are a possibility, the company has said. Speaking to CNBC, Chief Operating Officer Shuji Utsumi said Sega is looking to continue the success of the Sonic the Hedgehog film adaptations by growing the reach of its other franchises too. Utsumi mentioned Persona and Yakuza slash Like a Dragon specifically when talking about uh, which other franchises it could expand, making clear Sega is considering several potential different areas of business to bring these IPs to. Quote, We just revived Sonic in a big way. Not only, uh, I'm going to stop in there and say Sonic was never fucking dead, Sega, all right? You, know, you can't revive him no, so how Sonic did. is because returned? They killed him, remember? No, uh, they, they tortured him. They, they kidnapped Spoilers, him well the Sonic Forces nobody's gonna play through Sonic Forces I played no, I'm,
3: tra- I'm talking about the murder mystery where they <laughs> they oh Sonic. you're right they
1: did kill Sonic yeah. the death of Sonic yeah. Jay Hedgehog Sonic's been through it man was
3: that this year or was that a game last year
1: that was this year damn damn did I oh man should I have put that in my Game, of, <laughs> game Awards <laughs> nominations Best narrative? (laughs) So the murder of Sonic the Hedgehog?
2: You know what? For you, I'll put it on the back wall. Sick. Okay.
3: There's just a great image of just Sonic laying down dead. Yeah. Yeah. There you go.
1: In the Yamcha pose. Uh, we just revived Sonic in a big way not only through games but also movies and TV shows and actually Sonic is in Roblox 2 Utsumi said <laughs> I like that
2: statement and actually yeah. Roblox 2 have you seen that? Yeah, you see, you heard this Roblox game
1: <laughs> Sonic's in it now uh, and we're working closely now with Lego so Sonic is reviving again <laughs> <laughs> it was never dead. It's always <laughs> On been the here. third day, he rose again. He <laughs> made Sonic Mania in 2017. Sonic I it to well. heaven
2: and is seated at the right hand of the Father.
1: Uh, we have other major IPs, and I cannot say too much about it. But we are thinking of reviving other classic, classical Sega IPs too. Right now, there are two big IPs other than Sonic. One is Persona, uh, and also our Yakuza titles. Yakuza is really unique, but that big one is also coming next year too. But also, as I say, we are trying to be in a lot of different kinds of business areas, like Roblox, <laughs> What's that big one? Um, they're talking Infinite Wealth. The big Yakuza game is coming. Is that the one
2: where you're like on vacation yeah. in Hawaii. America?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's Hawaii yeah. or Ichiban, they have the mode the oh, Animal yeah. crossing. Okay. Um, not to be confused with the one that just came out. This is a Yakuza, this is, they're releasing two Yakuza games in 3 months. Yeah. I, and they I, just released one at the top of the year, the too. same with
3: Persona games. Tactica and, now uh, Reload coming out in three months.
1: And good for them. I may put it in my
2: Game of the Year list, even though I'll never play it, just because uh, the other night, uh, Ray Narvaez sent me a raid, and he was like, we, we were all just crying playing Yakuza. Oh yeah. We're all just full of tears in our eyes, and I was like, wow, good the for you. The thing I man. keep
1: seeing from Yakuza is screenshots of people doing, like, I don't know what it is. It might be a dating minigame or an escort thing, but it's like live-action women. Is like the thing I keep seeing or pop up with people sharing, good. and I'm like, what is this game anymore? You know, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. Uh, the last thing he says is all these IPs can be somewhere else other than games soon. Here's what I'll say, Barrett. That's going to upset you, but it's a dose of reality for you, for me, for Persona fans everywhere. It's going to be live action.
3: No, I know that. Yeah. That's the thing. And that's the, like, no matter what it is, I think Persona in movie form just wouldn't work. Like they've tried it in anime and even in anime, where they you can have multiple episodes and like build out all the stuff. Like they're they're not great. Like the Persona Four uh, anime was actually like probably the best adaptation, but that's only because they got really weird and like goofy and shit. Mm. Um, I, I just don't see that IP being something that could thrive in that kind of medium, uh, no matter what it is, whether it's animation, CG, live action, whatever. It's just like a lot to. To do in like a two hour kind of format, I I do see Yakuza working in like a movie format. That's the
1: thing though. is a live action Yakuza movie. Does that sound actually good. sounds fire. Yeah, I think that is going to be a good time. Um, the Persona movie I think is going to give us the energy of like either a like a Death Note movie. It, it, it'll be live like action. The,
3: it'll be that or it'll be or like it could be One middle. Piece.
2: I think it's going to. I think it would be really difficult to pull off the silly segments that yakuza loves bringing in live action mm-hmm. i think That's like fair. i think if this i think if it was it a would, cinematic movie it would be a lot movie, of trimming
3: the like the fun stuff and it would just just be focusing on the drama
2: but i am i mean and so much of the spirit is also in the fun stuff which yeah. is why i think mm-hmm. that like hey screw live action let's do similar to what's that new oh my god it's number 1 on the netflix list right now the samurai blue eyed oh, samurai see, blues, yeah. like if we were to see any sort of game franchise take that art style and try to make a a a big hit of itself on netflix or on one of these streaming sites then especially for something like yakuza you don't have to omit your silly side i think you involve that and it makes sense but live action some things just don't translate yeah. you know and
3: the, the thing with personas is like uh, like half of that game is you building your social links uh with with people you building the friendships and bonds with the rest of like your party members or other people in like whichever town that you and there's just like no way to do that but I think, I think that's medium. the
1: stuff that gets skipped over I think no, that, I,
3: and I know and that's why it's just, it's not gonna be good
1: yeah and I agree like I think I I I think they're going to try and make it happen because persona is a profitable IP and like what happens with very popular, very profitable IP is you go, what are all the other ways that, that we can do this? You know, I think them seeing all the, all the How success, can we make
3: more money.
1: Yeah. I think them seeing all the success off of Sonic makes them go, well, our two other biggest franchises are like a dragon and Yakuza. So naturally we're going to take this to film form. Sonic was live action. And honestly, you know, Sonic is a pretty good live action movie. Not my favorite. Like, I think it's a strong, I think the movies are strong. Like, sevens out of ten maybe sonic 2 i'll maybe put an eight out of ten um you but i was
2: gonna say you can already go watch the movie right now on youtube from yakuza it's from mk ice and fire who oh, puts yeah. all the cutscenes together
1: <laughs> uh, it, but like i think the thing with um the thing with sonic is that if you asked me about 2d sonic or like um not even 2d sonic you just asked me about sonic the hedgehog the video games and went hey they're gonna make this into a live action movie I'd be like, how the fuck are they going to do that? Like, what do you do? And they figured it out. It's not, again, my favorite adaptation. I think that's probably the um, what could happen with a persona. I think they, maybe they could figure it out. They adapt the story. They adapt whatever uh, metaverse or maybe they do an original thing. But, like, it's going to be that. They're going to find a live-action way to do it. And it's either going to be decent or bad. Um, Yakuza, I'm I'm more on the side of, I think, yakuza is a bit easier than we're giving credit for just for the idea of that art style for yakuza is is on the more realistic side like in yakuza the games do have an have a goofy energy but like they do it all within that same sort of realistic art style and i think you could pull that off in 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 live action i think it could be one scene it is like an action thing where somebody gets into a street brawl and then the next scene they go into an arcade and some goofy shit happens. All right. Next scene, crime drama. The scene after that, Hey, we're going bowling. Like I think you could do dumb shit like that to make it work. i I envision it like a, like an Edgar Wright film, you Mm. know, like, Hey, make it fun action quick, like give it style. Um, but also like, yeah, inject the drama in there. I think that could work. Um, and I think that could actually be a really good movie. I think the persona movie is a task. And I think it's going to be weird. I think it's going to be off. I don't think it's going to give us all the same feelings that we get out of a persona. But I also think that I was like, that's already forgotten. Like I think we got to throw that idea out the window and just take it for whatever it's going to be. Let's move on with our final news story. Story number seven: CD Projekt is working on a mod editor for The Witcher Three: Wild Hunt. This is Tom Ivan at Video Games Chronicle. CD Projekt has announced that it's working on an official mod editor for The Witcher Three: Wild Hunt. The mod editor, which is in development for the PC version of the game only, is expected to launch next year. Quote, we're thrilled to announce that we're working on a mod editor for The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. How many times can I say mod editor? Uh, (laughs) CD Projekt said, it'll allow you to create your own experiences in the game by making something completely new or editing existing quests and content. We're planning on releasing it for free in 2024. I look at you, and for some reason, I think you're like, the biggest Witcher person, but I feel like we've had this talk before. You've not not played The Witcher 3. Yeah, I've only
2: played like maybe six hours of it uh, because it just came out at a really bad time when the re-release happened. Um, So I, I have it on PS5 and PC, but yeah, it came out kind of when I was like back home and I was trying to stream it from back home, but it just wasn't a great experience. One day, I've always said that The Witcher 3 was my, I'm abandoned on a, on a, on an mm. island game like that's going to be the game that i hope to play for the rest of time because i know just how big it is but i i mean i feel like i dig it i mean after the six hours that i played i was like "Ooh, i'm getting really really into this and then something else came out and i never got back to it
1: yeah i don't know why you gave me big witcher 3 fan energy dragon age
2: possibly oh, like you yeah. know but medieval type things you know um you know, making decisions. He also just looks a lot like people. Henry Cavill, you know. I do look like Henry Cavill. A lot of people say
1: that. You guys are like twins, yeah. Hank. Old Hank. Um, But cool. This is good news for people who play on PC. This almost feels like, man, I, I would have loved to see this, like, years and years ago. This feels, like, so far out. Um, Like, far after the release of the game to add something like this. But it's still cool to see support for a game that is, what, eight years old? Because the original came out in 20, 2015. Um, yeah, it's interesting to y'all. see,
2: like... The, when I first saw this news story pop up, I just assumed it was going to be, "Hey, we're going to let you, you know, tweak visuals and you know, replace three D models with whatever other three D models." But the fact that CD Projekt Red is working on something to help you make new or edit existing quests, I mm-hmm. think is like really cool, really cool and shocking. Yeah.
1: Uh, give this to me for Cyberpunk. I want to see mm. people, people will do a Cyberpunk. Yeah. Uh, we have breaking news before we move on uh, this was a tweet from Larian Studios Xbox players we hear you're looking for more news on Baldur's Gate 3 the game is on track for a December release uh, we'll see you at the Game Awards for the world, world premiere, premiere of the exact release date how much money do you want to bet that the exact release date is out now yeah oh hundred yeah
2: you wouldn't tease anything like that unless you were super confident in yeah that. I think that'd be so sick
1: uh well Game Awards is only a couple weeks away but a couple of weeks it's just so far away. If I wanted to know what's coming out to mom and grab shops today,
2: where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every. Actually, let me read it as Alan Wake. Mm. The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the kind of funny games daily show host each and every day.
1: Mm, do 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 do. I can't do this, Alan do Wake. Do do yeah. <laughs> do <doo-doo>, do <doo-doo>, yeah. Do do yeah. Out today, we got American Arcadia for PC, Tear Down for PS Five and Xbox Series X. That's one that I've been wanting to try forever. That's like the game where you're doing, it's like a voxel-based game with a lot of destruction where you're doing heists. I I saw a trailer for that, I swear to God, like five years ago or something. That was
2: a big, that was one of those check out my game, I'm a dev on Twitter type games. Yeah,
1: and it looked really cool, so maybe I'll check that out. Uh, The Last Faith for PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Ascent of Ashes, early access for PC. And then Nahuel Books, Dungeon Master for PC. New days for you. Dungeon Drafters console version launches March 14th, 2024 on Xbox, PlayStation, and Switch. And then the Thaumaturge delayed to February 20th on PC. I'll just be making up game names, man.
2: Thaumatur- is I think it's up- Thaumaturge. No. Thaumaturge yeah, thaumaturgy is a word, but I just assumed that's how it was spelled. Thaumaturge. Did they
1: like, do the thing where they like flip through a dictionary, pause it on a page, then point it to a random word, and we're, it's, like, it's- we're naming our game that.
2: Because where do you find
1: that word? I've never heard of that word. It's in my
2: a D and D sort. Of, it's a very like fantasy based thing. It's purported capability of a magician to work magic or other paranormal events or a saint to perform miracles. It is sometimes translated into English as wonderworking. But thaumaturgy is kind of like the thaumaturgy. Yeah, I, I think I've seen that involved. It's like Gate, well, it's actually. like
1: blacksmithery, but but for magic. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I mean, I see that's a word I made up. I don't think black smithery is the way to say it, but (laughs) deal of the day for you. PlayStation plus premium slash extra games for November, 2023 have been revealed. You're getting teared. Oh, cool. Teardowns on PlayStation extra too, bad I don't have any (laughs) more. I just have the bottom tier. Uh, Dragons dogma, dark arisen mobile suit Gundam extreme versus maxi boost on dead Island riptide super liminal. Hell yeah. I Chronicle rising Nobunaga's ambition. Taishi alternate Jake Hunter, Daedalus the awakening. <laughs> We're gonna awakening. go hunt some Jake. J- Jake's out there. We gotta go fucking Jake get needs him. Jake go down. Um, oh yeah, this is all one title. Alternate Jake Hunter, Daedalus the Awakening of Golden Jazz. No shot. That is I. That doesn't even sound. Let me let me copy and paste that into Google because does, does that someone, doesn't sound real. Someone trolling you? What's going on? No, yeah, that's this. That's the whole name. Uh, Barry, can we get? Footage of alternate Jake Hunter, Daedalus The Awakening. You're
3: gonna need to give me a minute. Sorry.
1: Yeah, it's all good. I'll drop the title and assets for you, so you can copy and paste it. River City Melee Mach Match Match. Well, I mean, was it with a H or a? It's M A C H. I mean, that's Mach. Like it's mock like five.
2: Mach 12, but like I've never seen Mach. Mock- without a number next to
1: it river city melee <laughs> you know I mean? M- mock. and it's two exclamation points too
2: <laughs> <laughs> which worries me i just assumed you you were really excited so you typed that in like you were stoked uh, about type.
1: it oh yeah that's the exact name yeah river city hmm. melee mock cool grandia up right now bears showing footage of alternate jake hunter daedalus the awakening golden jazz um hey, my name is jake i mean kind of cool, kind of a cool art. we gotta hunt the alternate jake is you talking, you're talking to NPCs. It might be a visual novel. I'm getting visual yeah. novel vibes. I'm not seeing one thing of gameplay. There's also a fast forward button. So, this is for sure a visual novel.
2: I love this photograph in the background. This is a Just really good art style. Changed ourselves. into <laughs> put a little, uh, little Photoshop filter put on that.
1: Uh, we got Jet Moto, Klonoa Fantasy Reverie series, and then Parappa the Rapper 2. Uh, now it's time for kind of com slash you're wrong. Rewrite in. Let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong so we can correct it for those watching later on YouTube and listening later on podcast services around the globe. Mm, I don't do it there. Um. All right. Greg did not delete the ones from yesterday. And so we're going to skip through all the grateful stuff. Well, I guess maybe he did, but this person wrote in with the grateful thing late. Grateful? Yeah, it was a whole thing yesterday where grateful. we are talking about somebody had the username grateful dread, and Greg was like, oh, they're not spelling it like Grateful Dead. But then, no, actually, Greg was like, wait, is this how Grateful Dead spells it? And we're like, yeah. And they're like, why, why are we spelling Grateful wrong? And then it took him a second to realize that that was the spelling of Grateful. Mm. Yeah.
2: Are you talking about like A-T-E or? A-T-E, yeah. E-A-T. He thought it was
1: G-R-E-A-T. Ah, so. okay. Yeah, innocent mistake. I'm not mad at it. Full of great. Uh, Cyberick says there's already, or er, there already was a Yakuza movie based on the PS2 games called Ryu Gagotoku. And there's more. Uh, <laughs> it was made, it was made Thank you for by, that. It was made by Takashi Mike. Mi- I, I can only, I, my skill in reading Japanese words can only go so far before I'm like. I hey, think you always it, do a great job. Yeah. Like, I'd rather, yeah. Like, I don't want to, like, mispronounce things to the point of, like, okay, now it's a problem. Like, yeah. I don't want to come off like I'm, like, give you know. up after one. Um, Sonic fan says in Sonic 06, Sonic was shot in the chest and died.
3: And then he got kissed and resurrected and he turned into Golden Sonic. The human
1: kiss brought him back to life. And then he goes on to say the kiss what a was
2: dreadful <laughs> franchise.
1: The kiss was bestiality and necrophilia is what Sonic fan says. That's true. That is a fact, yeah. And then uh, Radic writes in and says, Bless, about the modding tools for Cyberpunk, uh, there's our RED mod, our RED mod, a uh, free DLC for Cyberpunk 2077, which adds integrated support for installing and loading mods into the game and provides an official modding tool that will help you use, modify, and create your own experiences in the world of Cyberpunk 2077. And you're going to be a little PC gamer. Including custom sounds, whoop. animations, scripts, and more. Hell yeah, that's a good one. Love that. What a- Cyberpunk, right? What a game. What a game. That's a good game right there. Powerpunk
2: Im- the images for the back wall looking really sick. Oh, like yeah, that let's much. go. Let's like go. Like that much. Uh,
1: tomorrow's hosts for KFGD are going to be me and Tim. Uh, of course, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. I should say that there's no post show because instead we're going to live react to a fun trailer. And so stay tuned for that. Uh, but, of course, each and every weekday live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. Until next time, Game Daily.